Hey there. Thanks for joining us on The Small Podcast, where we uncover stories of dedicated small business owners who have sacrificed to grow and have creatively adapted to be where they are today. If we haven't met yet, my name is Scott, and with me today is Jack Dyer from Topa Topa Brewing Company in Ventura, California. Thanks for chatting, Jack. Glad to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me. For those who haven't met you, can you share a brief overview of your story and how you started Topa Topa? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my name is Jack Dyer. I'm the um, founder and CEO of, of uh, Topa Topa Brewing Company. Um, and I wear a lot of hats uh, here here at the company, but um, you know, probably more hats in the early days than, than I do now. Uh, now I just consider myself, my, I always joke with my wife, my, my job is really just to make sure everyone has the tools that they need to do their job um, uh, now. But um, yeah, Topa Topa started uh, as a concept probably about seven or eight years ago almost now. Um, we're just about to turn six in June uh, as a company. Um, but uh, it, it started actually when I was living down in San Diego and we, um, m- myself and my former business partner, uh, who's since left the company, um, were both home brewers, fairly novice, uh, making beer on our on our stovetops and, you know, in that great beer scene of San Diego as, as it was kind of really starting to take off and explode down there um, and had a desire to make a little bit more beer uh, than, than we could on our stovetops. So we got a group uh, of guys and gals together and we bought a fairly decent sized homebrew system and uh, put it in our friend's garage and started a group. We called it a brew op. It was like a co-op concept, but we applied it to beer and we would make a homebrew uh, recipe um, once a month and distribute it to all the members uh, of, of the of the brew up. And that, that group's actually still operating, which is kind of awesome. cool. So I, I still keep in touch with them. I've since sold my uh, my share of the of the brew up because um, <laughs> I have a little bit better, more capacity now to uh, to make beer. But um, so that's really where it started. And for me personally, that process uh, was. And I learned a lot about making beer and 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 the, like the science uh, and chemistry behind it. But really, more importantly, I, I fell in love with the culture uh, around mm-hmm. um, creating something uh, tangible, and then just the good friends and good vibes and conversation that you have around what I think is the greatest beverage in the world. So um, that really started me on the track of thinking about um, starting a brewery. I had started to write a business plan to to open something down in San Diego. Uh, mm-hmm. at that point in my previous career, I'd kind of hit the ceiling of where I was going to go and, um, wanted to change. And, um, by the, by the grace of God and my wife got, uh, relocated up to this region. We used to vacation from San Diego up in Ojai. Um, it was nice. one of our favorite places to come. Uh, wasn't too, too far. Just get on the other side of LA and you have mountains and, and, and the ocean. And, um, so we had always loved this region. And, and when she got an opportunity to move up here for her, her work, she's an engineer, um, we, we took it and for a, for a moment, I thought maybe the brewery dream was dead, um, largely mm-hmm. because I had, I had raised a little bit of money down there and had started to kind of put some pieces together of starting it down there. And, um, our brewer, uh, who we tapped to, um, be with Casey Harris, uh, was, a, was a brewer at stone at that point. He lived down there. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's, maybe this is put on hold for a little while. And, uh, but I did the first week I got here, I did one brewery tour to the very few breweries that existed in Ventura County in Santa Barbara um, and was just immediately on the phone with Casey saying, hey, like, if I raise the money up here, will you move up here? And, and he conveniently wow. had gone to UCSB and um, 
um, yeah, so then went went ahead, raised the money, and then Topa Topa was was born. So kind of changed the name and stuff, and and some of the the concepts around it uh, for what this region uh, really needed. But um, yeah, and and, and we looking back, I, we I couldn't have. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing it anywhere else. Now this is this is mm. my permanent home. This is uh, this is this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And um, and just it's it's such a great beer community now. And when when we first started, there wasn't that much going on. So um, quickly we've kind of become in a weird way like kind of an OG brewery and in yeah. the burgeoning um, beer scene. But but we like that role and and um, and and it's been it's been it's been great. And the support we've gotten since we opened has just been pretty incredible so yeah mm. that's that's kind of the the brief elevator pitch story of how topa topa started obviously there's many ups and many downs and twists yeah. and turns to to just getting open and then and then operating the business for the last five years so wow yeah. and initially even to what brought you into making beer what is it going from this is good to i'm gonna go buy some stuff and try to do some stuff on my stove um, well, I have a, I, I personally, like, I love, uh, I love to cook and I love, I love creating things. Um, for, for me, the, the, the desire to really, I mean, homebrewing is kind of the foundation of, of where craft beer really came from, like looking mm. for a better alternative and, and uh, a unique alternative. Um, so I, I was, I'm admittedly a really bad homebrewer. Like I, I don't have the attention span and the attention <clears throat> to detail that it, that it takes. Um, but it was, it was just a fun process to do. I used to do it on Sundays, watching football after I surfed in the morning or something like that. And, um, nice. and, uh, that, for me, like to, to transition it from, um, just the, the artistic side and, and the desire to make something unique. Um, it, for me, it really very quickly became about, um, really, like I said, more about that community aspect of it. So when, mm -hmm. when I really got a big interest in it, uh, was, was when we started the brew up and just, you know, getting together with the group, uh, every, every week and kind of talking story and, and going through, um, the process. It, it really became, I was, I was sort of like the head cleaner. I, I was really good at cleaning everything and nice. let the other guys take, take most of the, most of the other roles, but it was just fun. You know, we'd all get together and have a few beers and, and, uh, it was just a really good kind of the camaraderie of, of it was what I was most attracted to. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you kind of touched on something being in San Diego what is it about San Diego that's kind of started that huge craft beer scene? Yeah, there's a few factors that I've always thought about this because I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And, and even when I wrote the first business plan for down there, it was like, you know, why, why is this such a boom down here? And I think San Diego was uniquely positioned um, as, a, as, a, as a county and as a community to um, to have a burgeoning beer scene blow up like it did. Uh, there's a couple factors that I always think about, obviously the weather, um, you know, San Diego weather is great. It's a really big beach culture, a lot of outdoor, outdoor dining. And, and, you know, it's just a, when it's sunny and nice all year round, you, you want to, you want to drink beer. Um, yep. so it's kind of that, that endless summer feeling, but, um, there's some other more practical things that, uh, at the County, the County level, especially, you know, land was fairly cheap. Um, mm. and also it's a big port town. So there was a lot of manufa manufacturing and industrial space available, uh, which is really critical for, for breweries who are then scaling and getting bigger and bigger. So, um, th those are, and then once, once they saw that, um, they did some policy stuff in San Diego to really promote um, this type of manufacturing and, and, you know, following the footsteps of the L Smith and stone and seeing that they can be really great companies um, that provide a lot of jobs 
uh, you know, that was San Diego just kind of took that and ran with it and uh, mm. kind of rivaled the Pacific Northwest is where a lot of it started. But then San Diego really kind of put put California beer um, uh, on the map in a sense. That's so good. Mm-hmm. What was kind of that thing that pushed you over the edge of wanting to make it from just a cool hobby <laughs> to something you're like, I'm going to spend 80 hours a week minimum, uh, starting a business and possibly losing thousands of dollars, uh, to make this thing happen. Yeah. I think, you know, I was, I was again, kind of uniquely, um, positioned to be able to do it. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, I'd be remiss to not mention my wife. She, she has a great job. Um, so I was able to, uh, take the risk of, of mm. leaving my career. Cause I had a pretty solid, good career, um, before, but I, like, like I mentioned, I was sort of capped out. I was, uh, I'd gone through about 10, 10, 12 years in, in an industry, in the student loan industry, doing sales and marketing in various roles, and um, actually was part of a startup that was a, a spinoff. And uh, I ended up kind of reporting into, a, like, I was just behind the CEO's kids, and so I wasn't mm-hmm. going to go past them. So I kind of I kind of topped out where I was going to be. And and um, for me, I, I wasn't in love. Like when before I started Topo, when when people would ask me what I do, I would always say, "Oh, I hike, I surf, I like to sail." Like I'd list all my the activities that I like to do because um, my job was just it wasn't a passion for me. So um, whereas now I'm super proud to to tell people mm. um, that that I, I own a brewery and I make beer uh, for a living. So um, for me, building something that I could build a community around and and also just like simplify like point to a product, say, that's what we make. And, um, and so, so that, that was a really big, um, push for me, uh, to be able to do it. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a big, big leap, uh, of faith. So, um, I was, I was lucky to get the support of my, of my family and, and everyone, um, sort of saw what I saw when, when, um, we came from San Diego, which had this great, um, great beer scene that was very well entrenched to, to up here just saying, listen, like mm-hmm. I know how this all works down there. We kind of cut our teeth on the industry down there. Um, we think we can bring some of that up here and lo and behold, I think, I think it worked. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So those, those were a few things, but it, it took a lot of planning and a lot of time. And then once we started really connecting and connecting the dots of everything, it, it um, it, to me, it, it really turned into an exciting opportunity, uh, instead of this big, um, scary risk that you're going to take. Yeah. It really became just quickly an opportunity. So that's so good. Yeah. And can you talk me through what happened, uh, getting you started in the early days of, uh, Topa Topa starting in Ventura? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was kind of wild. It was interesting. And we, we maybe faced a little bit, uh, of, of different challenges. Um, one, because I, I, I kind of really got, got the ball rolling pretty quickly after I moved here. Um, my mm-hmm. wife and I landed in Ojai and, um, I immediately started raising money, um, to, to, to do it. Uh, literally after, I think the second day I went, no way. <laughs> um, I, I, I went and did the, did, did a brewery tour. And, uh, then I was like, okay, yeah, this, this should happen up here. So, so what I, breweries were in at that time? Uh, I went to, it was surf, uh, mm-hmm. institution was open. Uh, Anagrin was open too, but I, I didn't, I didn't uh, visit them on that first week. I, I waited a little while and then, um, Fig Mountain was open up in yeah. Santa Barbara, um, so an island. Uh, so there was only a handful of, a, mm. of them, and and so I just I I so I kind of immediately dove in, and I didn't really I didn't have a large network of friends up here or, or family in the region. So 
Um, I'd read a book on fundraising and the first rule of fundraising was to talk to anyone and everyone about your idea. And so I'd really just started to do that. I started to volunteer um, uh, with some various organizations and um, just telling everyone my idea. And I had a pretty good business plan written, um, just morphed it to for to reflect this region. And um, it, it took us took me about six months to, to pull the funds together. Um, wow. So pretty quick. Uh, and, and once once we got a few people to um, to commit and think that this was a really good idea, started to look for uh, various uh sites and locations. Our original location that we were going to use uh, was on Main Street in Ojai, actually, next to the skate park up there. And um, and thankfully, we did not commit to that project because they still <laughs> haven't put shovels in the ground to start that project. Um, wow. So, and um, yeah, ended up meeting Jeff Becker uh, through that process of looking at uh, a, a number of, of sites. And he became a really great partner for us to help us find uh, the right building. And, and that's Thompson Boulevard, uh, building where we started in downtown Ventura actually came to me because I had emailed about storing uh, our brew system because our brew system was, we had ordered it and it was supposed to get here. That's a whole nother story about the delay of the brew system, but it was supposed to get here and we didn't have a building yet. Um, so I emailed about storage at a large warehouse facility and uh, turns out the the person who ran that warehouse facility had just purchased Thompson Boulevard and said, Hey, I just bought this building. Come look at it. Will it work? And um, when we looked at Thompson, it was a really challenging building to um, convert into a brewery. Um, It was really small. Number one, it's just not, it wasn't just a big tilt up, you know, rectangle or square box. It had a bunch of, a bunch of challenges to it, but we loved the idea of being downtown um, and we loved the idea about being a couple blocks from Patagonia. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to go for it. And um, yeah, it's a, it was a great place for us to start. And uh, we love having that downtown location. We'll keep it forever. And um, so, so that's kind of uh, kind of how it came together um, pretty quickly uh, there for us. And um, yeah, I'd say from from this like pen to paper, from when I when I moved to the region to when we opened was was about two years. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I'm sure that was a wild ride for two years too. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I mean, personally me too. I've, I think that is probably my favorite brewery if I have one. And I think probably most of the time when I think of it, it's, I'm usually coming from the beach still in yeah. like wet board shorts. Uh, yeah. everybody else is just hanging out there. There's a nice breeze and everybody's just hanging out and having a good time. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, great. it's a fun. And we, we, I have kind of this like obsession with taking something old and making it new. And, and that mm. building had sat empty for about 20 years. Um, wow. the Chouinard family actually, uh, used it. They Patagonia rented it for years and they've just stored a bunch of like art and stuff in there. And, um, but it was formerly a printing press. Um, so mm. it's kind of cool to breathe some manufacturing life back into that building and, and that side of town too, you know, coming off the Avenue and, and now there's going to be some new development and the wave had just gone in just, it just fit what, what kind of our vibe was. And obviously being close to the beach was really, really nice. And, um, I have a picture, I think I just posted on my Facebook the other day cause they reminded they, they send those reminders out and it was like our original office at, um, and it was just two upside down kegs in my longboard. That was my, <laughs> that was all we had. So we were, we were, we were dead broke when we were opening that. And it was, um, it was, it was a challenge, but, um, you know, we, we came really close to, to not making it. And, you know, 99% of businesses usually die before 
they they even open and um so that's uh we we got really close to not making it um just because of the various challenges of, of getting 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 it off the ground um but uh we made it and uh, mm. still our opening day uh is still the single largest uh day in sales of Top topa history really uh, so we, st- wow. we still haven't outpaced it i think we will on the other side of COVID. yeah we're going to be very ready to ready to go out for a beer so <laughs> yeah the grand reopening is going to be just a massive party <laughs> yeah let's hope so <laughs> yeah how did you get the word out to make it that big that's a pretty big thing then yeah it was it was fascinating we i started pretty um pretty early on so like we 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 started our Instagram um, and we immediately kind of had a plan for how we wanted to market the brewery. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of breweries uh, and this is sort of, this was sort of, I think what's allowed us to be, have the limited amount of success we've had is that um, my partner and brewmaster Casey Harris has really taken brewing and brewing operations. I haven't, I don't even have to think about it. It's, it's just, that's wow. his, that's his thing. And, um, so I was able to, even at, at the early stage, uh, focus on, on building a brand and, and, um, so yeah, we, we started right away with, with a pretty good idea of how we wanted to market the brewery and who we wanted to connect with. Um, and so we had a pretty large Instagram following actually like before we even opened. Um, mm. and that's really how, how we did it. Um, and, you know, I think being on the thoroughfare of Thompson too, like, you know, people who drove by every day would see tanks outside and, and, you know, we had the, the signage going up. So, um, and there just wasn't that many breweries. So I think something new coming, um, to, to the region, uh, was, was, was exciting and, um, people were ready. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was still, I, I have flashbacks to that day. Cause I think I was, we were running out of glasses and <laughs> I was nice. basically a bus boy for the, for that for that first week, <laughs> first, first few months. Um, cause at that point we were doing everything, you know, I was helping Casey, uh, brew, I was cleaning kegs. Um, you know, it was just, it, yeah, 80 hours. It's maybe yeah, an understatement. We were there all the time. Um, for, wow. I worked seven days a week for a very long time. So <laughs> if you're going to start, you got to be ready to do that. <laughs> yeah just fueled by adrenaline and beer somehow like yeah peak i uh <laughs> still, still claim that i probably drink uh and have consumed more chief peak than a human uh, on the planet. <laughs> but i used to just like turn up the music really loud and uh in the in the brewery when casey was done for the day and i'd just stay there and clean kegs uh, until the tap room got busy and then i'd run in the tap room and bartend and bartend till close and then if i had to go back and clean more kegs i would or i'd show up first thing in the morning and finish out the kegs so it was um it was a lot of work but uh labor of love and um i still like to you know hop on the canning line and, mm-hmm. and do those types of things when i can that, that's the that's the fun stuff that's so good i'm yeah. kind of curious too what when those long days when you're absolutely pretty tired what was the thing that kind of kept you going we didn't really have a choice. So that's, that's the number one thing. I mean, I, one thing about starting, starting your own business, it's like, um, you know, and my wife always reminds, reminds me of this. Yes, we have a successful business, but we also have a lot of debt, um, to, to, to make this happen. So, um, you know, and, and my whole life is tied into it. I'm, I'm personally guaranteed everything and, uh, you know, our house is on the line. So there's, there's that motivation just to keep things going. But, um, I'm also, I'm a fairly high energy person. So I, for me to have a job where I no longer was just stuck behind a desk, um, Mm. was really fun. And, um, the diversity of what you get to do in a day was, was really nice in those early, early days of like, yeah, 
cleaning cakes kind of sucks, but you know, you get that the beer's free and, and, uh, and you yeah. get to listen to whatever music you want and, and you're, you're using your body, which is, which was nice. Um, so, um, but yeah, there's, there was a little bit of, we want to deliver value for the folks who helped us start this, uh, with their, with their monetary investment. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just that all hands on deck. You just, if it, especially in those early days, now it's more about creating systems. So that everything mm. that needs to get done gets done. And again, monitoring that everyone has the tools that they need, um, to, to get done, uh, what, what they need to get done. But, um, the early days, it was just like, you know, it, if the floor needed to be mopped, you're mopping. <laughs> so, That's so um, good. but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. And I look back on those days with, um, you know, the, there, it wasn't, it's not all that long ago, but it, it feels, mm-hmm. it feels like a lifetime ago. now. Yeah. And where did the name and brand come from? So Topa Topa is our mountains, um, up, uh, above Ojai. And, um, you know, we had a different name and branding, uh, set up when we were looking to do something down in San Diego, uh, when, when I moved up here, I, I came up with the Topa Topa, um, name, just, I thought it was catchy. Um, I love how you could see them from all over, mm-hmm. uh, especially like if you, you know, if you're out at the water in Ventura Harbor or surfing, even in Oxnard, you can see the Topas, um, which I, I kind of thought was kind of cool from like a, a regional standpoint to, um, and, and not as many people know what, what the Topa Topas are as, as, as mm-hmm. I had thought, um, when I, when I first moved here. So. Um, that, that's where it came from. I, you know, I had a friend who worked in, um, advertising, uh, on the, on the East coast and they ran it through some, some trials, uh, for me, um, just as a favor and it, it tested out really well. It's easy to say it's kind of fun and playful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that, that's where it came from. And the, the Topa Topa mountains are also, you know, slightly unique. Um, they're, they're transverse, it's a transverse mountain range. So they, they run East to West, not North to South, like most mountain ranges. Mm-hmm. And we kind of thought that that played well with our style of, of brewing and the company we wanted to be because, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of people make beer, but we think our beer is just a little bit different. And mm. it's kind of like those mountains, like, you know, there's mountains everywhere, but those mountains are just a little bit different. So, um, that's, that's kind of how we, how we came up with it. That's so good. Yeah. I appreciate the little bit of different too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of on that too. So I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but that there's been a bunch of breweries popping up in Ventura specifically, yep. you know, in Santa Barbara too. And, more even in Camarillo, which has been super exciting um, from, like, say, my perspective. Um, what is your perspective? Um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly a tipping point, I think, eventually that um, markets can get saturated. And you've seen that in San Diego uh, a little bit where, you know, the, they've almost cannibalized themselves a little bit by having so mm-hmm. many. Um, but I don't think we're anywhere near that in Ventura County. And and from our experience, um, we, we love we love the brewery scene here and, and the more the merrier um, as long so, as everyone's committed to making great beer and, mm-hmm. um, and kind of plays by the rules and, and are, are friendly with each other, then we, we welcome more breweries to come on, come on in. Um, what we've seen is generally speaking, our tap room sales uh, at our various tap rooms have increased with, uh, with new breweries opening. Wow. Um, so it's kind of like that high tide rises all boats, type of a concept also kind of casting your net as wide as possible. Um, you know, we're all capturing new customers and our real competition is, is, you know, uh, I guess wine and spirits or really Budweiser <laughs> and AB InBev. So, um, those, those are the, those are the people that we're, we're trying to convert customers away from, uh, and to, to understanding beer culture. And it's come a long way in Ventura. I mean, when we first opened, people didn't know what a, people didn't, 
not everyone got it. Like they'd show up and they'd be like, wait, so you don't serve food, but <laughs> and I can get these like growlers and what, like, what is this? You know? And so it's been a, a constant education and, and the more of us that are open and operating as brewery and tap room. So it should, should be better. Hmm. Yeah. That's so, good. so So many of them, so many of these guys like Kyle from VCBC, like he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and they've become great friends. Most of the other brewery owners and, and operators, all our, all our brew crews, they all hang out and they, they talk to each other. So it's, um, it, it, it's cool. And, and, you know, lo and behold, Ventura County, I think it, in the last GABF, Ventura County itself won more medals than some states. Uh, really? Wow. Um, we're, we're making some great beer uh, here and and, um, and working together to, to just continue to, to raise the bars is the way to do it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Was it Dozer? Which one did you guys yeah, win? We finally, we finally got one. We've been... Uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. We've, we've had a lot of beers do really well, um, in competition, but fall just short. So we finally spiked one, uh, this year for dozer line, our, our dark lager, which is a really fun beer. So, um, yeah, super proud of you guys. Like we don't, we don't, I always say that I'd rather win at the box office than, than, but, um, than, than win a medal. But, um, but it's, it's nice to get that recognition and, and, uh, the, you know, our, our, our head, our brewmaster Casey Harris has been in the industry for a while. He's got a lot of friends from, from his mm. stone who are head brewers elsewhere. So it was nice, nice for him to kind of uh, get that monkey off his back and get his, get his first nice. uh, official medal. We've won a bunch in, in smaller competitions, but the big ones are great American beer festival and world beer cup. So that's so cool. Yeah. And I think the fun part is seeing just the, the, uh, the amount of loyalty you have and the amount of people who are excited on you, like the amount of Topa Topa stickers in Ventura County <laughs> on like cars, coolers, you name it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty cool to see. Yeah. The stickers, the stickers are, are kind of one of our primary things and we give them away for free in the tap room. And, uh, and it's fun to see them. I've seen them all over the place. So uh, Casey, our brewmaster saw one in Italy, uh, at wow. a beer bar in Italy when he was there. And I've seen them all over the country. It's pretty, pretty wild. So, um, it's, it's fun to see. And we, we try to create a brand that's, that's, uh, both accessible, um, and, and, and kind, that's kind of a, mm-hmm. a big part of, of hmm. who we are. And, and, um, and I think, uh, you know, I, I hear, I've heard people tell this to me and it's great to hear, uh, but cause it's something that we try Like I always say in, in our marketing meetings or discussions, I'm like, like, I don't want people to just like Topa Topa. I want them to love us. And mm. that that's something that we've tried to build uh, into. And I think the people who, like, really get what we're all about, understand why we do what we do, um, I, I think we've had some some success there. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you're doing it. <laughs> uh, obviously, you've grown a lot in the last few years. You know, have uh, three locations. Uh, soon to be four, maybe? Can we have four right now and soon to be five, actually. So, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, it was always part of our business plan to do multiple um, tap rooms. Um, uh, under law, we are allowed seven total locations, uh, one one um, production facility, and six satellites. Um, mm. Our Type Twenty Three small beer manufacturer license uh, is closely tied to like a winery, um, small small winery um, manufacturer. And back in the day, when the ABC wrote those rules, wineries were generally way out in in um, in the middle of nowhere, and they didn't want people driving out there to go to the tap rooms. So they're tasting rooms. So they allowed wineries to put tasting rooms in, in the center of town, um, mm. uh, or, or so to speak. So, um, the craft, craft brewers association, um, 
uh, CCBA, our California Craft Brewers Association, has fought hard to retain that right. So I'm always surprised that more breweries don't do multiple tap rooms because they're 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 quite profitable and and a fun way to get your brand out there. But that was always part of our our plan. So um, we opened Thompson, and within the first year, we signed a lease on Santa Barbara in the Funk Zone. Um, and then shortly thereafter, signed a lease on our Ojai project uh, that we got going, where we partnered with a food vendor, uh, Little Sama, um, to make some great food uh, there for us. And um, at that point, we were kind of tapped out on production capacity at at Thompson. Um, mm. We had we had been um, offering Chief Peak on draft uh, in in the in the local region uh, through our self distribution network. And, and we kind of maxed out the Thompson facility. We always thought we would, but it, I thought it was going to take like eight years and it took two. Um, so we were way busier than we thought we were going to be. And, um, and yeah, so that's when we decided to make the jump into a larger production facility, uh, that is where I'm at, uh, our cold street headquarters, uh, that opened, uh, I feel like this year doesn't even doesn't even count, but <laughs> yeah, we'll be we we opened uh, last December um, here, so we were making beer here for a little bit longer than that. But this project here was probably like a, a, a solid two and a half year project to get to, from the wow. conception to to figuring out how to pay for it, and then um, and then and then getting it actually open. So, and now the next uh, next tap room is pretty much ready to open. Uh, we're not going to open obviously until. Um, the, the stay at home restriction uh, restrictions yeah. lift, but it's in Camarillo in old town Camarillo. So cool. I'm excited yeah. for that. It's close to me. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's cool. That one's part of a new uh, kind of a mixed use project where um, like there's us, there's a pizza provider, there's a coffee shop next door, there's an ice cream provider. So um, it, it should be fun. It's called the Mark. It's right in old town. So it, it, I think that one's going to do quite well. And, and um, yeah, it's kind of, we're operating a little bit more like an outpost because we're just renting like one little corner of it, but we can serve mm-hmm. beer throughout the whole thing. So um, it's nice. pretty fun. It's kind of brings me to the kind of the next question too, is so I, we're recording right now in January, 2021. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to think of. We're almost a year up on when COVID really hit yeah. us here. Um, and so what did that look like when, you guys first got the first wave of closures and obviously everybody was kind of figuring it at that time, but what did that look like for you guys? Yeah. I mean, there's never a good time for, for anybody, but for, for us, um, it, it, it came at a really bad time in the trajectory mm-hmm. of our company. Um, you know, opening up this much larger facility, um, getting our beer into cans and we had just started a few distribution, um, partnerships, uh, further away in Los Angeles and San Diego and Orange County. And, um, really trying to get this whole thing, uh, off the ground. And it's almost like, you know, starting this new facility is almost like starting the company again. Um, mm. it's, uh, and so, so it hit at a really tough time, um, for, for us. And, um, I mean, nobody had closing your business and all your tap rooms down, um, for a pandemic in their business plan. So right. there, wasn't, there wasn't any planning, um, that, that could prepare you for, for this. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I, there was the, for the first 24 hours, I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> We're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but we have a great team, uh, here. We, we pivoted really quickly, um, to, uh, immediately almost overnight. We, uh, built an online platform uh, for people to uh, order beer that we could ship directly uh, to them. We started doing home deliveries uh, 
right away. And that first stay at home order, there was almost some like nostalgia to it. Now that you look back on, like you said, we're almost a year um, mm-hmm. into this thing. And, um, and, you know, people, the response was overwhelming. We were, we were actually quite busy with, um, with people buying beer um, from us. Our distribution uh, can sales went up. They're up like almost 280% this year, year wow. over year. Um, because of, of, you know, people just buying more beer or for it to be at home instead of buying it at our, at our tap rooms. But, um, our tap room revenue is really important for our company. Um, because we rely, we rely on it. We're built, we're kind of built to be like a hybrid uh, company, not just a full manufacturing distribution. Um, we kind of blend, blend our margins and our margins at our tap rooms are very, very good. Um, our margins on can sales to a distributor to then sit on the shelf at whole foods aren't, aren't, aren't quite as good. So, hmm. um, so yeah, we've we've had to just face that challenge down and, and um, find a way to survive and tooth and claw and and, uh, and get it get get the company through um, this just crazy year. And um, the first shutdown, like I said, was kind of um, the response was really good. This this latest one is very different. It, it mm-hmm. feels like people are just kind of over it and um, and nothing's since everything's not closed, we're not seeing uh, as much. Uh, to go sales, we we still do quite well on the to go sales and everything, but um, people have kind of settled into to the fact that we're closed, but everything else is open. So um, it kind of keeps people. It's it's a little bit frustrating from a business owner standpoint to be mandated to, to be closed. And like I look out my window and the gym next door is operating, and the the dance studio has full with people dancing and i'm just like i don't know i don't know um, but like i said before they they have a tough job to to do so um we're hopeful that this one ends soon and that we can get back to operating safely outdoors to start and then obviously really looking yeah. forward to putting all of this behind us because uh, uh i know our business works really 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 well when we're allowed to mm-hmm. operate <laughs> so yeah but um we've been fortunate in the sense that um we have accessed uh the government aid went when available um and so that's helped us um we've also uh done some done some private uh capital raising as well to to help um stabilize the company to get through this and i'm really proud to say we haven't laid one person off um throughout so this, awesome. so, um which that's goes good. back to like our core values of, of you know, part of the re- part of the reason i love running the company so it's like my topa family so um i'm, I'm yeah. really proud to say that we have done that yeah how has that been on your staff Obviously, everybody's unique. Everybody's different, especially different family dynamics and all that. But what does that look like for them? Yeah, we 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 see a little bit of a natural furlough when our tap rooms are closed because we do have a lot of front of house staff to operate our four soon to be five tap rooms. Um, so we've we've tried to do our best to communicate very clearly to them and set them up with the tools to access the social safety net of unemployment. Um, and most have had have had a good experience with that. We do have a few people who, you know, that that system's overwhelmed right now, and um, a few people mm-hmm. just are kind of caught up in in the mess of of trying to figure out or straighten out some paperwork or whatever it is. So um, we've tried to all lean on each other and help each other. Um, uh, through it. If someone needs something, I, I almost always end my all company emails. Like my phone's always on, call me if you need something. And, and, nice. um, and some of our, some of our employees have, have done it. They, you know, they've, they've needed help. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible strain. Our, 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 our production team and, and the back of the house has never stopped. I mean, the, we've, we've kept, continued to make beer. Uh, we're putting every drop of beer in cans that we can right now versus kegs because, mm-hmm. um, draft beers shut off right now. So, mm-hmm. um, 
So that's that that's been that's a lot more labor, um, but they've done a really good job. They've adjusted to all the social social distancing requirements uh, in the back of house. Um, they're wearing masks the whole time. We're pretty strict about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that, I'm super proud of, of 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 the whole company in in that sense. They've they've done a really good job um, getting getting through this. And um, you know, we knock on wood, we haven't had a positive COVID test uh, in Copatopa yet. So um, we're we're pretty careful about it. We actually are just now instituting. Uh, a testing program where we have a trailer coming tomorrow. Actually, it's testing all of our employees and all their roommates and all their families, um, so we can hopefully keep that that string of of no no little outbreaks here um, mm-hmm. uh, going. Because that's that's uh, the health and safety of, of everyone is is top of mind for me um, in, in making sure we we get we get through this um, unscathed in that in that sense. So, yeah. but yeah, there the challenges are are tough, and and the the front of the house staff have have bear the brunt of it, you know, um, mm-hmm. being just naturally furloughed from not being here. And then, you know, so they all make their money, not off their hourly wage, but off of the tips. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for us to get back open so that they can, uh, they can, they can ease that, that strain that they've been experiencing. Yeah. Have there been any uh, kind of standout stories from this past year with employees or customers? Um, just the way you've been able to like kind of pull together. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, there's a couple that stand out to me. Um, I can remember that first shutdown, um, just the nervousness of it and really the, the gravity of, of that we're not going to be able to operate, um, that kind of hit home. And then I can remember that we, we very quickly set up an online store, um, our, our team led by, uh, Heidi, one of our fantastic employees, um, created an, created this online store. We started advertising a little bit through Facebook and, and social media. And, and I was just monitoring. It was after dinner one night during the first lockdown and just seeing the orders just stream in um, and recognizing a lot of the names that were taproom regulars. Hmm. Um, you know, some just giant orders too. of people like there's, there's this neighborhood that we've identified in, um, in, uh, out in Marin County that their whole neighborhood is ordering Topa Topa beer and they they basically act like a mini distributor. They order like you know thousand wow. dollar order. We ship it to them. It goes to one of the person's garage, and everyone rides around and comes and gets their order. And so it's like no things way. like that are just really cool. And they've continued to do it throughout the whole the whole time. And I've got some friends in the Bay Area. My sister lives up there, so it's it's loosely connected um, in in that way. But that that stuff just like warms your heart. And um, mm. that that was that I I just I distinctly remember that that night of seeing the online orders come in the day we built that system and um sort of that sense like okay we're gonna be okay we're we're gonna find a way through this so um and then every time we have been open you know it's just been um our customer base in particular has been um a joy to have have here in the tap rooms um cold street our, our beer garden here is almost seems like we designed it with COVID in mind, uh, but we, we did not. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, to, I, I've, I've tried to go around and just, you know, when we are open, thank everyone for coming. And, and the, the response has been um, just fantastic from our customer base of saying, no, thank you guys for being here. Like we, <laughs> we love you guys. We want to make sure you're here. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I probably have a, a million customer stories of, of the support that we've got from, from customers, um, that's my favorite thing to do is to be in the beer garden or be behind the bar and, and, um, and 
have have a chief in my hand and go get to talk to customers. That's that's my favorite favorite uh, thing that I get to do here. So I'm looking forward to that happening again sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> we are too. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you guys are pretty close to the breweries in Ventura. Um, yeah. With looking past this last year and obviously this last shutdown, are there any other recommendations you'd give to other breweries if they're listening to this? Yeah, well, I mean, I think every brewery is unique in 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 what their what their needs are. But like, it was interesting. We just did that. We did a collaboration uh, with Casa Agria uh, recently, where we we brewed at their place, and they came over here and brewed. Um, and it was really fascinating talking to to um, to the the owners over there, uh, to Eric, one of the owners, and him and I were were chatting. And you know, while we've expanded and our expansion is is pretty large into a, in a large mm-hmm. facility, they've expanded too, but from a small facility to a to a smaller facility. But the the problems are still the same, right? So it's like whether you're tiny or, or big, you still have this this really this is a challenging time um, for all of us. So I I think like. Some of the things we've tried to do uh, on that I would I would say to give advice or, or recommendations. One thing that I think we've seen some success with our employees is just over communicating. We're we're trying mm-hmm. to be extremely transparent uh, with everything that we're doing uh, to try and help keep the company afloat. Um, over communicating policies on on our COVID policies when we're open, um, just just really, really, really staying on top of all of our employees um, to make sure that they understand the full picture of, of what's going on. And then from a, from a out in, in the market, um, you know, we've been fortunate and just, just really valuing your, your partnerships that you have. I mean, our, our local distributor, Pacific beverage, um, I couldn't ask for a better partner and we've built, hmm. um, it's something that I've, I spend a lot of time on, uh, at, at, trying at every level, whether it's with our bank or with our landlords or with some of our investors, just building really solid, genuine relationships. Um, to me, that's, that's what business is about. It's, um, it's, it's not just about like doing business locally, especially it's like, it's not just about like your carbon footprint or something. It's really about the relationships that you can build. And, um, cause in times of need, you're going to, you're going to want them to, uh, to, to help you out. So, um, that, that's where I've spent a lot of time over the last number of years. And I think it's helped us, uh, through this, you know, to have the, the head, the president of our distributor, you know, calling just to check in and say, Hey, how are you, how are you guys doing? Um, is, is, is just a nice, it's not only comforting, but it shows that they, they really are going to be, you know, in the trenches with you when, when you need, when you need them to, um, you know, move those few extra cases or, or whatever to keep, to, to keep you going, keep the lights on. So, that's um, really cool. and then just staying on top of, quality i think that's you know in times where we're in stressful times where um we need sales it it's it could be tempting to like just put something out there that might not uh, meet your standards but um really holding the line of 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 uh the foundation of, of what your core values might be quality is one of ours and um just not deviating from that and just making sure everything you put out there is of super high quality so that's so good yeah. Well, that's kind of question with this, but, uh, hypothetically, if you were governor of the state, uh, what would you recommend doing or what would you do tomorrow? Uh, in terms of businesses, man, it's I, I <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and uh, I think that the, the powers that be have, have just an incredibly difficult challenge right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to lean towards that there, there needed to be from the beginning of this, uh, more testing and, 
and more federal help um, to the states uh, to tell them what to do instead of letting it kind of go state by state and then county by county. Um, I I was a proponent from the beginning of just shutting everything down for as long as it just basically pay people to stay home and uh, the thing would go away. We've seen that be successful in some other countries um, and that didn't happen here. So we're kind of in this situation now. Um, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, a little bit more on the compassionate side. I think I, I, I think the trouble with this shutdown right now is that not everything's closed. And, and that's, that's mm. really difficult for, for a business owner. Like I think our industry and the restaurant industry kind of feels like we're getting picked on a little bit um, and maybe getting blamed um, for, for some of the spread when clearly we've been closed since the beginning of December and the numbers are, were terrible. Um, so are still ter- terrible. So um I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough job. Um, I hope that this next uh, stimulus package is just kind of a broad, broad brush attempt. Just, just, just pay, pay everyone to to keep people employed and, um, and, mm. and hopefully this vaccine rollout um, works and we can get, we can get back, back open. But Governor Newsom has a, has a, has a tough, tough, tough role right now. And I, I, w- I wouldn't want to be in his position. It's really hard. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can criticize a lot all day, but let's be honest. I would not, I do not envy him one bit. Yeah. And they're just, you know, they're trying to follow the science and they're, they're doing the yeah. best they can. And, and there's a lot of frustration. I, I sit on the board of the central coast brewers guild and, mm. and our, our members are, are frustrated and uh, they don't get it. Uh, and um, we're just trying to toe that line of, of equal treatment, um, you know, uh, in our communication back to our state guild, who does a lot of communication with the governor's office, it's just that they have to treat us the same as, as other businesses. And that's our main argument, um, I think. But as you know, it, as far as staying safe and everything, I think we do operate very safely, uh, especially when when everything's outside. Um, brewers are kind of uniquely positioned to do that because we're we're crazy about cleaning anyway. Like mm. breweries are some of the more clean places you go to. We, we don't like anything growing. We're sanitizing everything constantly. So, um, we're, we're a little bit uniquely prepared for something like this. So, um, but yeah, I, I, after the, the initial big shutdown and then we had a brief one in July, um, then we were open pretty much all the way until December. I, I really thought they were just not going to shut us down. Um, that, that we were just going to be able to operate that mm. and, and that was how the year was going to play out. But um, I think after Thanksgiving and Halloween, the numbers just got so out of hand that you know, the hospitals are overwhelmed. There's not much we can do. So it's a, it's a, it's a bummer, but we will make it. And I'm, I'm hopeful that all of our uh, brewery friends will make it too. So, but it's, it's, uh, it, it is not without its challenges. I can tell you, tell you that much for most of us, um, you know, about 70% of our revenue is just gone because most small breweries rely on draft beer and they rely on their tap rooms. Mm. When you take those wow. two things away, it's, it's big. I mean, thank God we have a canning line because that's the, the only way we're selling beer right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, what's uh what's the best way that we can support you and your staff? Yeah, I think, you know, we, I spoke a little bit about relationships and stuff and, and, you know, really buying beer, in any format from Topa Topa, whether you see it on the shelf at Trader Joe's or at your local liquor store or at Whole Foods, um, 
that helps us. Um, if you, the, the most direct impact, if you're near one of our tap rooms, uh, buying directly from us, the, our margins a, a little bit better, but, um, you know, we're all hurting. The retailers are hurting too. So I just, uh, that's the best way. Um, you can, you can do that. Uh, referring friends to try, uh, our beer if they haven't tried it already, um, is a really great way, um, to, to, to do that. And, uh, and then, yeah, just uh, just spreading the spreading the good word about craft beer and, and and getting people ready for when we are allowed to reopen. Um, that, that to spread the word that we we, we do operate safely and uh, we're mm-hmm. we're excited to welcome people back in. Um, yeah, so spreading the word about about all our locations and, and coming directly to us. You can buy stuff from our web store too. A lot of people have uh, a lot of people have turned to like you know buying uh, merch and stuff too, which our merch sales are up quite a bit. Uh, throughout all of this because you know i think people are looking for ways to help so that's good gift cards for friends are a nice thing too so we we encourage any and all those things but um but really you know we're here to serve the community um that uh that supports us so we we kind of feel like we're here because of you guys um uh supporting us and and uh so we we appreciate the support and we'll do our best to make sure that that beer in, in, in the can or the beer in your hand is um is tasting as good as possible and and uh even if it's hats or or jackets we think all our stuff's pretty quality so um yeah those are those are some of the some of the best ways awesome my last question too uh i don't know if there is anything but is there anything uh that you're working on in the future that we can keep an eye out for yeah we have a lot of one of the things that this new cold street facility has enabled us to do um because previously we were pretty much just like a chief chief peak factory that that beer took off and it um it's basically was all we could make for the first four for almost five years uh, of the company so um really uh, our new special release calendar we're releasing a beer and 16 ounce four packs every uh, every month and so that's been really fun to like just play around and get to see the brewers come up with unique ideas and um and come out with new styles and and put put more liquid into cans to get out there. So those are some of our, our new stuff. We have a few projects that I'll have to keep a little bit a uh, little bit secret, but uh, we we do have a couple couple R and D projects um, that are underway. Probably some of them would have been out already, but um, COVID kind of kind of next year, even two thousand uh, this year two thousand twenty one is probably more about just like using what we have and surviving and uh, then 2022 might be a little bit more rollout of, of new products. So, uh, but we have some fun stuff coming and anything that we do do, we'll do it in Topa's way. And, and uh, like Spectra is a great example of, of something that came out of like our R and D, which kind of hits our tap rooms first. Um, and we kind of get the feedback from all of our customers, but Spectra is a great example of that we were a little late, admittingly late to the, to the hazy IPA game. Um, and, uh, n- not really be not for, for no other reason other than that we wanted to do it right when we were going to do it. And, uh, we didn't just want to do it just cause it was a trend. Um, so I think we killed it with that beer. It's, uh, one of my favorite beers in our lineup and I'm not a fan of hazy IPAs. So, wow. um, but it's really good. And, and, uh, the, the R and D development of that one, you know, we, we took our time with it and really thought about what aspects we liked of different hazies that we, had, we had drank, uh, in the market. And, um, uh, and yeah, the guys killed it. So it would like anything that we do is going to be done in that same vein where we'll, yeah. we'll find the right way um, to do it and, and put Topa's spin on it. So Awesome. And what's the best way to, to stay in touch uh, for people? 
Yeah. Um, our, you know, Instagram is probably where we're most active. Um, okay. it's at Topa Topa Brewing Co. And, um, then, you know, Facebook's a pretty good way as, as well. Uh, when we're open, just coming into any of our tap rooms is a great way to, to, to come say hi. Um, but yeah, Instagram is, a, is the best way uh, to, to follow us. And I think we do a pretty good job with our Insta of, of keeping mm-hmm. it interesting without, uh, and we do a bit of storytelling on there without being too salesy. <laughs> Something I'm pretty cognizant of. I don't really want to be like, uh, hooking everybody every uh, with every post, so we try and try and just tell you a little bit more about us and uh, as a company and, and the values that we have and and what we believe in. And uh, yeah, I think we're a pretty fun follow. So um, that's that's the best way. And then uh, our website's a great. We just redid our website actually uh, during COVID. It's looking really good. And you can get a lot of information there, and and um, and you can buy beer if you live in California. We'll okay. ship it right to your door, so which is kind of nice. So. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jack, I really appreciate uh, talking through all this. It's, it's fun for me too. I, I used to live in Ventura and I'm a little further, but, uh, it's, you guys have definitely done something super unique. And, um, I think you, what you just talked about, like the Instagram side is that I think that is so true is that you're so, I think everybody that works there is so genuine and just really cares. And as somebody who you'd like want to hang out with somehow, it's like, I, I almost imagine every day I'd hang out with or talk to there i'd go camping with yeah. <laughs> somehow uh which is pretty cool so you guys have created something really rad and uh i'm excited to see uh more of what happens out of your r&d but until then yeah, yeah you have. <laughs> I, I appreciate uh appreciate the opportunity to chat and yeah I, i'd be remiss without just talking just briefly about all of our employees we just have um hit the nail on the head we have we have such an enthusiastic um talented intelligent uh, kind group of people who work with us here, here at Topa and, um, in front of the house side, we're, we're very cognizant. We don't necessarily always hire for experience or anything. It's like, uh, I, I use the term optimistic warmth to someone who's really mm. just like optimistic and kind. Um, we can teach them about beer and, um, and that that's, that's paid off for us. And, and, um, yeah, we, we, they're, they're all great. I can't wait. I can't wait to get them all back to, back to work. But, um, yeah, they, they, they're the ones who've, who've kept us going, um, through all of this and, and, uh, they, they work really hard every day, both front of house and back of house to ensure, um, that, uh, that every, every last drop of beer tastes great and that it's served in a, in a friendly environment. So I appreciate, appreciate the kind words about them. And, um, they're, they're, they're our Topa family. So we'll, uh, uh, we're excited to get back open and get to you guys all back in the tap rooms. So awesome. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks again. And, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Cheers, Scott. Thanks, man. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and have learned of new ways to help for more details beyond this interview, head to the This project was birthed out of the desire to show the big impact of supporting small businesses. If you know of any other compelling people or stories that should be shared, please get in touch at thesmallpodcast.com. Thanks for joining me.